0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver The website,
1: guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. This is Jerry Correa. And uh, so much so, so much has gone on in the week, Jerry. I don't think we're going to be able to get to all of the points that we just discussed off air getting ready. Uh, the first will be, um, okay, the first is what's going on with this
2: bank in England. That's huge. Top story today, Jeremy. Yeah. Top story. <laughs> I'm still trying to digest what's going on. We're, we're looking at the figures, what's going on in the UK right now, but the people are waking up. And um, this, this bank called Metro Bank, there's a headline in the Daily Mail. Metro Bank customers are urged not to take their money out as bosses say they need to raise 600 million pounds to bolster its balance sheets. And the article writes there is no indication customer deposits could be at risk. So there's no need to make a withdrawal, guys. <laughs> there's no need to make a withdrawal that doesn't sit well with the citizenry it's causing people to take to withdraw their funds and this is happening right now so we have to stay tuned because um as we know the unrealized losses on investment banks in the u.s right now is standing around half a trillion 558 billion dollars as of june of this year remember silvergate Co- capital gone silicon valley bank gone signature bank gone or first republic bank all gone jeremy your take well, and don't forget, don't forget about Credit Suisse. <laughs> yes, yeah. thank you, UBS, for saving Credit Suisse. Now they're on the balance sheets there.
1: So this bank in England is in desperate need of six hundred million pounds, but depositors need not be concerned. Uh, somehow they will get bailed out or not, and at some point it will be the depositors' problem. Believe me. So people are becoming well aware of the double speak. And uh, you're starting to see just how fragile a system can be and just how fragile trust can be. And they should be pulling their money out. And what they should be doing with their deposits is rolling it into something that has no counterparty risk, like physical gold and physical silver, Ah. which I guess would lead me to to the next part, which is central bank buying. Because there is an entity that has been buying a lot of gold and probably – probably salivated at the drops in prices over the last uh, week and a half, and that would be central banks.
2: Mm-hmm. They know what's happening. Uh, this is the smart money, as we say. Become your own central bank. We say that as well for, for the listeners, for our clients. Central bank demand, according to gold.org, the World Gold Council, central bank demand still sizzling in August, they wrote. Um, central banks reported adding 77 tons of gold to global reserves in August. China. Poland and Turkey were again buyers, no notable sales during the month. As we head into Q4, central banks remain on course for a strong annual total. They are accumulating, and remember, central banks require reserves in physical gold for two reasons. It's very simple. You need a reserve because for liquidity. Number one reason. Gold bears the number one market cap globally. You're never trapped. If you need to sell, you can sell. Number two, your gold is decoupled, disassociated, independent from risks in the financial markets and conventional arrangements. These conventional arrangements are currencies, financial institutions, digital systems like the SWIFT system. Gold has nothing to do with that. But interestingly, gold is a monetary asset. It's money. So without involving the risky financial system, you have something in your own possession or inside of the vault that it's your own reserve, and it will perform. That was an epic rant, I'm epic.
1: Um, and don't forget, he who owns the gold makes the rules. So they will be at, have a, t- a seat at the table when a new monetary system is being discussed, and they definitely understand the nature of physical precious metals, that it is real money. Bernanke completely lied to Ron Paul when he said it was a relic, that there's no reason for it. Um, You know them by their actions, and they are buying physical assets for their banks. And Now, it's not every central bank around the world. It's specific central banks, but they definitely understand that it is real money because who better to understand real versus illusionary if you had a printing press in your backyard? What would you be buying with that illusionary Money, quote unquote, or currency—it would be physical things, physical things. So it totally makes sense that they're doing it. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website GuildhallWealth.com. If you're looking to add some physical precious metals to your portfolio, you can go to GuildhallPreciousMetals.com. That's our e-store. You can see the types of products that we offer, which are only globally recognized. They have to meet a very high criteria. For sourcing ethically refining to the proper purity fashioning to the proper weight and being able to handle global business so the types of products and brands that we have you're not going to find a million SKUs, 100 skus on our on our site we've limited it to make it easy for the individual to acquire and speaking of that if you're new to the market the e-store is a great place to go pick up a tube of silver maples start really small a 10 ounce bar of silver maybe a single ounce of gold get some physical in your hands so that you understand what this market's all about and be able to make the next decision do you want to move forward with just keeping up making regular purchases maybe you've made a purchase and you realize you know what i actually want to own this in my rsp that's what i really want to do and with the registered accounts i think it's you know we've been doing it for i don't know um, seven eight years now and it's still an amazing – it just amazes me what this vehicle does. Physical precious metals held outside the banking system, outside the financial system, but still within your registered account. We we still go by the, the motto, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. It's physically there. You can physically go and personally audit it. Hold that bar with your serial number on it in your hand to know that it's real, that it's there, that it's not being mixed, commingled, and you are – removing yourself from the counterparty risk that exists. Just like those those depositors for that bank in England, you do not have that problem when you own physical precious metals, which is different, by the way, than having an investment like certificates, ETFs, gold-backed funds, anything where someone else actually is the custodian of the product and not you, which leads, Jerry, to a market update. Let's talk about the market update. Admittedly, I didn't. I didn't really listen to anything. I didn't watch any news. I saw the price. I kind of ignored it all this week, because in my mind, when I see moves like this in the market, I think two things. I think J.P. Morgan wants to make some money. They probably because of all the bad things they've done. They owe a lot of money, and uh, <laughs> number two um desperate times call for desperate measures whenever i see a a big pullback like this where both gold and silver go well below the 200 day moving average i just think there's something coming up ahead that they're either trying to neutralize what's about to happen or something bad is about to happen some news is about to to shock and they're getting ready for to tamp down the prices before they move up that's all i see Mm -hmm. it as Mm -hmm. and they're always short term and here we are recording on friday Silver's already up two percent off the bottom. Um, what did what What were you looking at throughout the week with what What's happening in the market?
2: Yeah, following the level levels in gold and silver. Obviously, I follow the technicals here. I t- follow the FX markets, the currency markets, the U.S. dollar index because they all um, give us an idea of where where we should be aiming for. Uh, Comic silver, obviously, the sell-off occurred with this narrative. Uh, The whole narrative of holding rates higher for longer, which causes the yields in the U.S. to spike, the dollar index to spike on the algorithms on these markets. And as a result, the algorithms are, are programmed to sell paper, electronic, gold, and silver. We heard just now that the gold is being bought by central banks. There is no selling of anything physical. What is being dumped is paper. So we're following these markets looks oversold. The yields look to be peaking. Silver um, down up for five consecutive sessions. But keeping in mind, it's up 15% from its 52-week low of $18 that hit last year. It's, it rose 1.23% from 52 weeks ago, and it's up 2% today. Gold, we had five, uh, nine days of declines as the the whole rate issue um, was, was being um, pushed. Um, a quote from Bart Melick, the head of commodity strategies at TD Securities, said this week, the whole narrative of holding rates higher for longer is the big reason why people aren't, are removing positions from electronic gold as the opportunity cost of holding it. it has risen. So chasing yield. And that's what we've seen. But things have peaked. Gold, Both gold and silver look oversold. And in summary of this, you know, the sell off in paper, gold, and silver, gold fixes, Vince Lancey gave us a summary to not get married to these rallies between in silver and gold from August to October. Hopefully, no one did. Keep the powder dry because it will be well used come November. Why? You have number one thing we're watching. What he wa- is watching out for is the government shutdown, which was postponed. It was averted for 45 days. Watch potential Moody's downgrade. We already had two downgrades in the U.S. You had the Fitch rating agency. S&P already downgraded the U.S. If there is a, a shutdown in this whole situation, uh, with, this, with the step-down of McCarthy, the drama with Matt Gates, And what Matt Gates said on the floor this week was phenomenal. We'll get to that later. And then number two what he's watching is gold and silver's investment seasonality. And this is just a breath of fresh air, Jeremy, because going back 40 years, gold and silver perform during end of October, November. So keep the powder dry. Buy these dips. These are the, the time to enter the market. Don't waste. Get in touch with. Don't waste time. Get in touch with Guildhall, and we'll help you tailor the portfolio, the hard, perfect hard asset portfolio. Crawl, walk, one, run, run. This is what we say, Jeremy.
1: The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website GuildhallWealth.com. Much more to come here on the Real Money Show on six forty Toronto.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment.
1: Welcome back to the Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, in watching the markets come down. Having a conversation with um, you know a few um, customers feeling antsy about the pullbacks in the market, I realized something um, which is so psychological in nature about the gold and silver market. They are down more days than they are up. It's all part of that psychology. And Vince Lancey talked about that in a part of that this week on on his um, update. Just talking about that, even in 1980, I think the central banks were coming out saying, "Yeah, it's great that you want to own an ounce of gold or two, but it can be volatile." You know, uh, these whole type of um, narratives that have seeped into the conscience of society. And you know, look to me, I'm going to pull out a sports analogy, okay? But when you watch when you watch tennis, okay? A guy like Djokovic, he's missing, he's, he's, he's missing like 48% of his points, Mm -hmm. you know, like he's losing 48% of his points. It's just that extra 2% that puts him over. Yeah. Now, obviously people aren't looking for 2% narrative, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) People aren't looking for 2%, but the point is that this is about the psychology of if we can show the idea is that if we can show that that most of the time gold looks down then nobody's going to be interested in it whereas we look at it from that kind of rocky balboa perspective they push the price down a buck and we're saying you're not so bad you know <laughs> the, it's like it keeps getting knocked down and you're thinking keep throwing it keep that's, throwing that's- it because it, you know it's like hulk hogan getting stronger every time you knock him out it's like every time no one's selling on the dips everyone keeps buying more on the dips you're just selling paper and this is another fact. I'm coming to believe that all of the diversions that were created to stop people from holding actual physical metal are collapsing. And that they will collapse. That people will say, I don't want to own the ETF. Why are they pulling money out of the ETFs? Right. Because they're electing to go buy the physical. The ETF was created so that people wouldn't go out and buy the physical that they wouldn't own it themselves the banks would own it and if the banks own it then they can do whatever they want with it you think you think Gary Gensler okay is going in and telling his boys come on boys let's go audit the let's go audit JP Morgan and see if they've got the the product at the ETF no they're not of course they're not so people are going to realize that that there is no replacement for actual physical and that this this narrative again i'm using that word of convenience i don't need convenience i need the real thing
2: mm-hmm, absolutely they okay? need the convenience that's yeah right.
1: i don't need the convenience to not ever own a car okay so that i can just pick up a phone and have a a, a non-drive a driverless car come pick me up i don't need that convenience i need my car yeah right yeah. so that's what's happening the etfs will collapse the certificates will collapse the gold backed funds will probably collapse and anything that has those counterparty risks people are going to realize that if you can't hold it you don't own it and we've see buyers on the dips not sellers on the dips mm-hmm. you know but there will be a lot more buyers at the top because seeing is believing yeah it happens so i don't i'm not saying that that the psychological aspect of it of seeing down days doesn't stop people from buying right right because seeing is believing they will
2: buy at higher prices that is true it's unless they've been listening to our show <laughs> unless unless but yeah the the whole that narrative especially with the with you know you don't need to own anything you don't need to hold the precious metals the the etf is just as good as gold well the etf famously rewrote the prospectus a few years back that says hey guys we We really don't have enough, we may not have enough physical gold and silver to deliver on on these contracts. So the trust is down the drain. When you know you cannot get delivery, this is why we're seeing a drainage out of these institutions, out of the COMEX, out of the London metal markets. It happened before with nickel. When they audited, it was a bag of bricks. There was no nickel there. What is in your bank? What is in your wallet? what is under your bed you know where is your metals you need to have it physically it needs to be owned outright and you need to have that allocated to you allocation means title ownership and this is what Guildhall hall thrives for if we if we was if there was any area of compromise in ownership in the rsps we would simply just not offer it you might as well just break the rsp come here in the office and pick up the gold but regarding the, safeguarding your rsps and registered plans there's nothing better because well, while we are trying to figure out the rate situation here in Canada, affordability here in Canada, the rate issues in the U.S., and seeing these financial institutions really, really just dropping like dominoes, we are trying to figure out you know, what is going to beat this narrative of higher rates for longer. And I can tell you what's going to beat higher rates for longer, the charts. And when you see gold and silver consolidating the way they are, the wider... The consolidation, the higher the peak, the higher the explosiveness. So let us continue this consolidation. The consolidation is coming to an end because there are reversals happening very soon in the in the in the rates market. The interest rate hike cycle that is coming to an end, and when that reverses, we will see the epic spike. And there's a, you know, looking at this uh, higher
1: rates for longer narrative. The strength of these narratives is very similar to inflation is transitory.
2: Exactly the same. I, I, think
1: I feel like what we're, what we're witnessing right now is a inflation is transitory moment. Now I also, in some ways, partially disagree with you on that. They'll drop rates because I think that they can solve a lot of issues by just printing money. That said, you know, that you may get into a place where the banks are in so much trouble because of the, the higher rates that they do have to drop the rates. I it I'm not sure it matters. Well, the... I'm not sure it will matter in the end because we are heading towards an epic crash.
2: Just to chit chat about that, I think you know the money printing worked with QE one and QE two in two thousand and eight. We've never seen money printing before. Um, and to to, 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 to those ends, to those extent, to that extent, and fast forward to today, the amount that is would be needed to to safeguard and protect their system, this Western institution system, it's gonna it's gonna blow up the central bank, um, and plus this has happened that would be happening at a time that the world is de-dollarizing. Who's gonna be using that currency? Is that currency gonna be in vogue anymore? Likely not. It's it's people. Countries are moving away from the U.S. dollar, so it requires adoption and utility for couldn't, the
1: U.S. Couldn't you say that that's sort of already happening? The Fed is printing billions of dollars almost on a weekly basis. They've gone from they've added almost a trillion dollars, if not over a trillion dollars, to the deficit in the U.S. After raising the, the debt ceiling, mm-hmm. you in know, a it's months. like the only thing that's stopping it is the fact that is the fact that they got rid of the Speaker of the House in Congress and that there's no money going to Ukraine and that they, they're they not passing any budget bills. Mm-hmm. You know? And then Gates comes out. Do, do you know what he said? Or? No, go ahead. Man, the speech was amazing. Well, I do he, know what he said. I don't
2: remember it as much. I would. Well, it's in reference to Menendez, the, the bribe that Menendez took um, in the U.S. The senator took bribe in cash. He demanded gold, and Matt Gates on the floor said, "Well, because of the inflation and the loss of purchasing power, you can't even bribe anyone with cash anymore. You have to bribe them with gold because it holds its value. It's going to be worth something in the future." He's exactly right, and you know, it just it just kind of rhymed and chimed with the with um, the theme of last week, which was Costco, the normalization of gold. It's becoming more mainstream. You're seeing it everywhere now, and for that to be introduced on the floor, in the Senate floor, of of Congress, I think it was a it was a genius statement by Matt Gates.
1: Yeah, and and uh, you know, again, you've got Matt Gates talking about the dollar not being worth anything, that you need gold to bribe a congressman. You've got the amount that the Fed is printing or creating out of thin air is monstrous. They're not going to tell you this on mainstream news. They're not. Don't expect to hear it anywhere. So if you're not listening to to places like the Real Money Show or doing your own research, you're really not going to find out what's what they're doing behind the scenes until something finally breaks, right? So this kind of brings us to the idea of when will it finally break, and do you do you are you
2: ready for it? Right. Exactly. It just brings me to a report like this is geo, geopolitics that we're talking about. One of the four fundamentals that Guildhall tries to, you know. Uh, educate as much as possible on, being currency devaluation, inflation, supply and demand, and geopolitics. Uh, just this week, um, in terms of the BRIC nations and the gold demand where it's coming from, majority of these countries are part of the BRICs. So we follow what's happening. Russia's finance ministry this week is allocating um, billions to purchase gold under their fiscal rule. So this is fiscal policy coupled with their monetary policy of acquiring gold. And it just reminds me of the BRICS report that came out earlier this month where they wrote, existing international organizations are controlled by Western countries that manipulate them and impose sanctions. So therefore, according to Gold Telegraph, they said it is necessary to carry out a fundamental reform of the entire architecture. A financial reform is underway, and it's usually involving the gold. It always involves the gold and silver. Um, your thoughts on this restructuring and reform? Well, I think that it's coming. And the question is, is,
1: do we experience a massive crash? Are we able to avert it? But the system is going down, and it's accelerating, and gold and silver will be a bridge to the next system because it's always been money. You look through history, it is always a series of the pendulum swinging from one, one place to the other. And if you're watching these narratives all fall apart, What's happening is the the window of, is moving towards the truth. Right. So you know, just before the show, we were talking about ESG is falling apart. We were talking about w- uh, why all of a sudden is Biden building the wall? Hmm.
0: You know wh- what's the border re-
1: catastrophe? What's the reverse on policy? Isn't he, isn't isn't he accomplishing everything he wants? They've gone what two and a half years of pretending that there's not a problem now they're finally moving towards
2: fixing it right it's a complete with without the borders are going to the border obviously kamala harris has never been there before but yeah we're seeing a lot of these reversals happening i'm seeing reversals happening from the biden wall um and now you know from x22 we love david um, hedge funds backing away from esg you brought that up the environmental sustenance and governance which is a world economic forum plan it's falling apart The shutdown is looming, obviously. Uh, Their plan for the Great Reset and the New Green Deal is falling apart, he wrote. Hedge funds are now dumping ESG stock, and the people are realizing that the ESG narrative simply does not work. It's just exactly what's happening. The shutdown is looming. If you look out defense shares right now in the U.S., the military-industrial complex is down heavily, and in the end, the people are going to blame Bidenomics, and that's what they're doing. They're blaming Bidenomics. They're wondering, they're scratching their head. I thought the border was racist. (laughs) And then, of course, we can
1: look to the 70s as a model of what we're experiencing today. And one of the things that they started to do to battle inflation, Jerry, was price controls. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. What to expect, to, to know what to expect coming up. If you've never purchased precious metals before, start small. Pick up a tube of silver maples, a 10-ounce bar of silver, maybe a kilo bar of silver, that's 32.15 ounces, or 100 grams, or is it 1,000 grams? 1,000 grams. And 1-ounce uh, bar of gold. Start small. Go to the e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com, or give us a call, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and you can start to move from there. Once you have some physical in your hand, you'll start to see how it all works, and you'll get very comfortable. We always say that comfort breeds confidence. A lot more to come here on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
1: Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. We're going to get to price controls in just a minute, but first... Canada just got a dazzling pink diamond encrusted coin worth up to a hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars. Jerry, tell us about what happened over the weekend. Why this is going to be important for us?
2: Uh, well, just um, this is in light of uh, the, the Christie's auction just passed in Hong Kong. Was it Christie's or Sotheby's? It was like Hong Kong. Uh, it was an auction yesterday. Sotheby's. Sotheby's auction um record-breaking vivid blue beautiful stone that sold for 52 million and now we have this collection which includes an argyle stone the world canadian Mint dropped the newest additions to its exclusive opulence collection this past wednesday includes two platinum coins uh with featuring some of the world's rarest precious diamonds pink diamonds from the argyle mine So you have one stone, uh, one, rather, one coin called the Boto, I believe that's called. Uh, There's limited mintage, about 10 made. It's a 10-ounce platinum coin. And then there's Harmonious, a 2-ounce platinum coin. with 25 of them minted, uh, so very low mintage, which equals rarity. And this is numismatic art. Very beautiful, I thought, with the coin, but... Royal Canadian Mint getting in, getting involved with the with the argyle. I thought that was uh, very interesting. Very nice. Yes.
1: So two beautiful coins, great artistry. You've got um, platinum coins with with argyle pink diamonds encrusting each coin. You have a premier offer, and then you have a slightly more affordable one. And we were looking at this, Jerry, and we were thinking, "Wow, this is really great." This is really great. Look, the the Royal Canadian Mint must have been talking to their partners at the Australian Mint and Perth uh, Perth Mint and said, oh, wow, we got to do this for ourselves, too. They uh, released it at Heffel in Vancouver, sold out almost immediately. We did the math on it. Between the 25 coins and the 10 coins, it was about uh, almost $2.9 million. And then um, you and I were talking, of course, saying, well, because they're coins, do you do you pay GS HST
2: on that? No because it's a 99.95 platinum and it's uh, it's a, it has a face value on these coins. One of them is twelve hundred fifty dollars so I assume there would be no HST. I don't know.
1: okay so so we're we're looking at that and we're saying oh this is a way to avoid taxes. What a great idea to buy this type of product and own diamonds encrusted in platinum and you can avoid paying taxes and then we kind of got to thinking like anything at the mint you're paying for the artistry which is beautiful don't get me wrong but you're paying for a story and for that the premium on it is absolutely ridiculous i love all of the coins at the mint.ca you can get anything for anybody you like star wars Get Boom. the Millennium Falcon in silver. You can get the well, it's sold out all the time, but you know anything, um, cartoons, characters, what, uh, your your horoscope, all of it. But they're very expensive. That the the silver in it is worth an ounce, and you're paying a hundred dollars. You're paying two hundred dollars. So when we got to doing the math on this, we're sitting there saying, okay,
2: two two ounces of platinum. Which is about $2,000. And you have 10 ounces of platinum, which is about $10,000 plus the melee." And then the thing is, is that
1: this is kind of a trick in retail for for diamonds. They'll say, well, it's two carats worth of diamonds. Okay, but the value is in the size, not how many you have. Adding up four quarter carat. diamonds is not the same value as a one carat, right? So let's do the math on it. You've got uh, two carats or one and a half carats of melee, which is melee is under 0.2. So you might have a bunch of uh, 10 pointers, five pointers um, in there. That doesn't have any, that's not really value, okay? When you had the Argyle Ateliers, they would look to buy... Direct from the mind, something spectacular, something like a half carat VS vivid pink. Mm-hmm. But to get that, you would be required to buy a whole bunch of melee, SI, stuff you don't want, faint pink, and you'd have to put it into jewelry and make something of it because you'd have to add value to it. And that's what this is. In actual fact, if you were to buy a half, let's not say a half carat, let's say a quarter carat or 0.35 intense pink VS quality argyle diamond would run you less than 50,000. And you can buy a couple ounces of platinum. That is an investment. Mm -hmm. Don't get caught up in the story. As beautiful as it is, you can own something that will actually rise in value much more because you're you're not paying for all of that extra story and uh, artistry, et cetera.
2: Yeah, yeah. The, the the art is beautiful. It's numismatic, so there's limited mintage and, and and therefore rarity. But exactly, you know, for this for the for that one premium coin, the ten ounce for a hundred and thirty thousand. If it was my money, it's definitely just going right into, um, right into an argyle stone and buy myself some precious metals because, you know, there are more maneuvers with that.
1: Now, you were telling me today about a client who acquired a numismatic
2: coin and regarding liquidity. Yeah, so he was he purchased with Guildhall back in 2020, and this was when the premiums and the shortages were happening in metals. We didn't know. It was very uncertain. So he bought through Guildhall, and he got caught up buying... Um, the numismatic stuff from the Royal Canadian Mint—about thirty thousand dollars worth of worth of precious metals—which is fine. It's, you know, these are these are—it's great it's, product. It's, it's nice, but now he's finishing his is doing some reno's, and he doesn't want to go into leverage and, and borrowing. So he was trying to sell the numismatics, and he was just simply getting ripped off. And he wasn't he wasn't finding finding the buyers for the rarity. Um, so he had to sell what he purchased from Guildhall, uh, from us back in 2020, which was about six grand. Um, and it was immediate liquidity, and I think that's what it comes down to, for me specifically. I like the beauty. I may have one or two pieces of numismatic. I have the, you know, the the the, um, the Scrooge McDuck, <laughs> I, and I love that gold coin. But that's about it. Your thoughts on
1: that? Yeah, I think that there's nothing wrong with numismatics. They're a lot of fun, but it, the the takeaway is that. There's a difference between having the product for liquidity and paying the least amount over the spot price and engaging in numismatics that are filled with art, and, and you, you don't get those premiums back, per se. So you have to be careful why are you doing why are you doing the numismatics versus why are you acquiring the bullion. One's going to have a lot more liquidity than the other, and if you're in it for gains, if you're in it to protect your wealth, then you really want to look at the bullion and not necessarily with the storied um, with the storied numismatics, which are great. There's nothing wrong with them. You just have to know why you're doing one over the other. The number, one 7 silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. More to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
1: Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Everything here at Guildhall is physical. You can call us direct. You can go to the e-store guildhallpreciousmetals.com. You can go to the website guildhallwealth.com, request a package. You can own physical bullion in an RSP, a TFSA, a Lira, a Lyft. We do see A lot of clients, Jerry, who have pensions that they've left a job and they have this pension from the other job, and what do you do with it, right? Mm. Um, A lot of people are looking to get out of the market. A lot of people also, I find, they feel that, that there's a disconnect with their advisor sometimes, with their thoughts on the market, their thoughts geopolitically, that they feel disconnected from that relationship in the sense of like I feel like we've grown apart where you you're you're not really seeing the things that I'm seeing and we see that you know people who are going to mainstream media for answers in the hopes that somehow they're going to tell you what's really going on and they're not mm-hmm. it's right. it, it's crazy to think that you're going to keep butting your head up against mainstream media to for the, for answers they're not they're never going to give it the the mainstream financial news is always going to say things are great things are great. We'll show you winners. You mm-hmm. want to see a winner? We'll show you a winner. The recession is always after the recession. Yeah. So uh, we're just saying that we find that a lot of people like not just the offering of the physical product, but also that from a geopolitical stance from a point, just our, our understanding of the world and how we perceive things, I think they find that also a bit of a breath of fresh air as well. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of understanding narratives and watching things. Back in the 70s, Jerry, when inflation was getting rampant, the Nixon administration uh, were forced to enter into the concept of price controls. And I really feel that that's coming next. We've seen that with the Trudeau government going after grocery stores, saying, well, wow, they're charging too much, et cetera. Et cetera. And what's going to happen is if they start to try to say, you have to limit your prices on this product or that product i would assume and i'd love to get your thoughts on this that those grocers would would rather say well i don't have to sell that product hmm. and so all of a sudden you're going to go to the grocery store and there's going to be lots of different things that you are taking for granted right now that you can get that just won't be on the shelves in mm-hmm. in 2
2: months yeah i think that's what's going to happen it's very similar to the real the the precious metal space what we experienced uh, especially with uh, price slams just before, you know, around COVID, the 2020, uh, when we saw the volatility then with with metals, when prices dropped below a certain point, the wholesalers would not sell. And I think similarly, we're going to see that in in the in the, hopefully not in the grocery stores, but it's causing a lot of people to pivot away from even the mainstream, the 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 local grocery stores. I was I was a part of a uh, of a freedom you know gathering last weekend. It was a, I was a Presenter and I was one of the sponsors, and I met some local um, great people, just local grocers. You know, they're local farming and barter and trade. This is what's happening. You know, people are creating these parallel economies, which is just ingenious methods to avoid uncertainty because we don't know what what will happen in the grocery stores, the grocery shelves when when these types of desperate measures can be implemented.
1: Yeah, and so let's talk about, uh, you mentioned pivot. Um, so let's talk about this idea of higher rates for longer versus, because um, we only have a, a few moments left here, versus when a crash comes or when a crisis hits. Because we've seen time and again that when a crisis hits, the all plans get thrown out the window and you know there's no holds barred, anything can happen, there's a freedom to do whatever you want to do, and so if there is a crisis in the in the financial markets or another bank going under that we bear witness to that they could lower rates it could happen or they you know it seems like they're printing money like crazy or printing currency like crazy or going into debt like crazy but they could go into quantitative easing to infinity and would it matter if they lowered rates at all anyway so just just revisiting the concept of Higher rates for longer, matching the narrative of um, inflation is transitory. <laughs> in other words, how much how much credence do you really give to that?
2: I don't give it any at all, um, because I know that the central banks are hurting at the moment, um, that they're losing money. You know, they're making huge mistakes in terms of their trades. They're losing trillions in trades. Mark to market losses are huge, so the narrative will change, and I believe that we don't have to wait for the December. FOMC meeting for the next interest rate um, decision. The rate cuts can happen happen swiftly. Um, I see this interconnected with the government shutdown, Jeremy, because um, Moody's came out last week, warned that a government shutdown would be credit negative to the U.S., um, and if that happens, uh, the share markets will begin selling off, the yields and the VIX will start spiking if the VIX even works today. But this is going to cause the 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 central planners to decide are we going to continue this fight on inflation and we're not it's not even working we're seeing banks going under people going under it's a disaster with these rate hikes for the case of fighting inflation they'll probably walk away from to safeguard and they'll cut and i believe when they cut it's not going to be a quarter point or a half point it'll likely be a slash maybe a two percent a three percent and that is when stagflation begins
1: would you agree that that happens only
2: under a crisis I think they need that justification because for them to start cutting rates just inadvertently and just because I feel like it. No, something will happen. Something will break big enough and large enough to give them the justification so they can avert the blame. You know, at the end of the day, what we're talking about here and the reason why
1: we do precious metals is because you want to be out of the fray. You want the protection of what you own has no counterparty risk. It's nailed down. The wealth cannot be taken from you. It is real wealth. We believe that gold and silver have a long way to run from here. That what you're looking at is the base of a consolidation. Lows in the market. We're below the 200-day moving average. The year is far from over. And over the next several years, as all of this plays out, everything that we talk about week in, week out, that you are going to see massively higher prices in physical gold and silver. Or I should say, your purchasing power is going to grow massively. In my opinion, at Guildhall, we believe your purchasing power is going to thrive over the next few years. So give us a call. The number is one silver The website,
2: guildhallwealth.com. In closing... When that rate cut happens, that stagflation, that's when it begins. In 1970, stagflation began. Gold went up 838% in that decade. Last week, we talked about a decades long super cycle. We are in that super cycle. 800% move up right now in gold, put gold at $15,000 US per ounce. Divide that by 20 to 1 silver to gold ratio, and that puts silver at 2,625. Your purchasing power is protected, but you'll be really wealthy with your holdings of physical precious metals. Give us a call. And that's it. That's the show. Thanks, Jerry. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website
1: guildhallwealth.com. Thanks for joining us. And we can't wait to speak to you next week here on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.